Love Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place for you and your Hello? business are the Hello, can stars. you hear me? Now welcome your host, Lena Jones. Play music! Hello, welcome to the Lena Jones Diamond Show Network. I just need to make sure everything is working all right. <laughs> We're going to go to uh, our first song while I straighten out some technical difficulties. Right now, we're going to listen to Norma Jean Angel. Go ahead, sweetie pie. Take it away.
Hello. Hi, you're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is Lena Jones, your host. Experience some technically different technical differences today. Always, always. Um, how you doing? What's up, Diamonds? This is Lena Jones. You are listening to the show today, and we have a great show for you today, full of talent. We have Brian Casserly, he is an actor and a writer coming up. He has several films that I've visited on his website. Real interesting. I'm going to play a skit for you today. I'm also going to play a skit for you from Brian T. Shirley from the Brian T. Shirley On the Road show. We'll be playing a skit from him, so you'll be hearing from that. And, of course, you'll be hearing from the Diamond Delights music. And if you want to get in contact with me, I just want to give you some ways where I'm where you can get in contact with me on social network. I am on hashtag Diamond Network, hashtag Diamond Territory, Diamond Love, Diamond Delights, Diamond Forum. Those are all my hashtags, and you can also hashtag me at Sweet Tweets, uh, Diamond Boy, and Diamond Girl. You can also find me on G+, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Stage 32, and Pinterest. You can find me in those areas. I am all over the place, just so uh, viral. <laughs> I want to give some shots out to my new followers on the Lena Jones Diamond Show Network Twitter account. And I'm giving a shout out to Viral Apparel, Matthew Tufolo, and Exchange Leads, and one more, Jim Rorick. Jim Rorick. Rorick, R-O-A-R-I-C-K. Giving a shout out to all of you. Thank you for hooking up with me on Twitter, and thank you for supporting me as well. Okay, now I want to talk about some um, <laughs> some social networking stuff. Now, all of us got Facebook accounts, and on my Facebook account, I get a lot of different stuff, and a lot of different people post things. And one of the things that I saw that was pretty interesting and I said I was going to talk about today is one of the posts that came in my Facebook um, from um, uh, Jeffrey Wayne Landis. He posted this thing on Facebook to list your your, um, shows. He was telling everyone to list their favorite old school shows. And it was really something how... um, (laughs) how many people responded to to his post and how many people um, actually listened to uh, shows from back in the day. And when I was reading it, it, re- it reminded me of a couple of shows. I put the Jeffersons down because I used to like George Jefferson doing his little uh, – James Brown dance when he would do that. So the Jeffersons was one of mine. But uh, I want to read off a couple of more that was on here. Maybe it'll spark some type of uh, memory for you, um, bring you back a couple of days, a couple of years, or decades, or however long it's been. And um, like we have some play, um, people who did things like. Uh, um, let's see. I'm looking at the uh 
comments here. I got people that said the Jetsons, uh, Happy Days. Uh, <laughs> it was um, it's a lot of people that that um, that responded on that, and you'd be surprised how many people actually listen to um, shows. Uh, Sanford and Son. Um, it's crazy, and I can't pull up the comments right now. I'm looking for, uh, uh, there we go, here we go. We got the Transformers G1 um, from Paul. Paul put in the Transformers G1. Jamie Anderson, she put in Who's the Boss with Alyssa Milano. I don't know if you remember that show, but that was one of my, I put a like on that one because I remember that one, um, Who's the Who's the Boss. That was one I like. And, of course, there's me, the Jeffersons. You got Ashley who put in the Jetsons. The Jetsons was another one of my shows. You know another one is the Flintstones, the Flintstones. <laughs> I used to love the Flintstones. We used to uh, watch that. I always knew when dinner time was coming because we'd be watching the Flintstones on TV right around the time when my mom is announcing uh, um, the um, dinner time. Marcus Jones put Digimon. Do you remember Digimon? Wasn't that like a... a, a, a what do you call it? It's a Pokemon character. Isn't that, I think it's a Pokemon character, uh, Digimon. Digimon. And Autumn put in, she, she's got several of, several of them. Excuse me. She's got I Dream of Genie, Bewitched, Laverne and Shirley, and Bozo. <laughs> I don't even remember Bozo. Bozo, there's so many scary clowns movies that when you think of Bozo, you don't think of him in the same light as you did when you were a kid. Because when I thought of Bozo, I thought of him as a fun clown. And now it's just like spooky <laughs> when you think of Bozo. But Laverne and Shirley, I remember that. That used to be one of my favorite shows, Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. I loved I Dream of Jeannie. Um, uh, Paul Meeks put Sir Nob, Nob, N-O-O-B. I don't remember that one at all. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Landis himself put in Small Wonders. I remember that song. I don't remember the show. Uh, Brandon Carpenter put in Tailspin, and I think that was a cartoon, too. And Autumn, um, she put in, uh, well, she just commented on, oh, Beverly Hills 90210. She said, I never missed an episode. <laughs> and she's probably still watching the newer version today of the Beverly Hills 90210. I never really got in, into that, uh, the Beverly Hills thing. I know it was like a lot of people was into it. I never really got into it. I think that was one of the first major reality shows on television was and that in real world. <laughs> and uh, Shannon um, Schindler writes, Doogie Hauser. she says that's my husband, so I guess she has a crush on him. <laughs> uh, Beth Ann Cooley writes, Happy Days. Uh, used to love watching that Um it was Happy Days and uh, Good Times. <laughs> good Times was the poor version. Happy Days was about little um, media middle class uh, um, white people and their their thing. And Good Times is always about the hardships and the projects and stuff. It, good Times was just really kind of depressing. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it at the same time. But I watched both of them. Uh, Deep and Jimmy has the Dukes of Hazard. Now that was real popular too. The, that's when Daisy Dukes came out. That's where uh, the word uh, Daisy Dukes came out because she used to wear them little short uh, 
<laughs> short shorts, and they called them uh, Daisy Dukes. And Krista Winfrey got Mama's Family. Um, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, I remember it vaguely, but uh, she has uh, Mama's Family, uh, Robert G. Walker. He's got a couple of them. He's got... <laughs> Uh, Ren and Stippy, I remember Ren and Stippy. Oh, my God, that was such a gross <laughs> cartoon. Uh, um, the anime, Batman, the animated series he has, uh, DuckTales, Tailspin, Goof Troops, uh, Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, Captain Planet, Heathcliff, Family Matters, Full House and Step by Step. He had just named a whole bunch of them. That was Robert G. Walker. And then he goes on to say, In Living Color. Now I like that. Uh, Mad TV, Lyricist Lounge, uh, The Lyricist Lounge Show, Beavis and Butthead, and Liquid TV. Beavis and Butthead, that was another crazy cartoon. In Living Color was funny. That's where, if if you, in case you don't know, Jennifer Lopez got her start there at um, on in Living Color. She was one of the Fly Girls. They used to do the dances in between the skits and and just some information if you don't know. And also Jim Carrey got his start from In Living Color as well. So there was two things that uh that we can always remember and then he also have he goes on to say WCW and Mayhem TV uh I don't remember Mayhem TV WCW I don't know whether that was a re- uh, wrestling or something like that I never really got into that <laughs> and then uh Deaton Jimmy writes A Team Night Rider Chips Emergency is any of this flaring I know it's making you think about those good old shows you used to sit down and watch that uh just don't come on anymore and I think uh t- TV land you can uh see some of them I know they play Sanford and Son and uh some more of the stuff um on TV land you can go back and it goes back in time and you can watch some of those shows uh, let's see uh A team Rider Chips Emergency, I said that. Uh, Leslie Holland, she writes Saved by the Bell. That was real popular. Uh, Jerry Bird writes uh, Dinosaur and Knock the Mama. I don't remember that one. Um, Rizzy Riz writes The Wire. She remembers The Wire. Um, that was a reality show. I think that was on cable. Christopher. Christopher Helton, he writes Thundercats. <laughs> and Hope Scribner, she writes Full House. And Nathan Johnson, he writes Odds. Oz. I remember Oz. Oz was a good show. The Wire. I've seen some of The Wire, but not that much of it. Seinfeld, In Living Colors, Tales from the Dark Side, GoBots, Transformers, The Original Ninja Turtles, Any Saturday Morning Cartoon. <laughs> Gargles, Darkwing Ducks, DuckTales, <laughs> and he just goes on. It's like he can name them. Boy, he was a serious television watcher. Um, Hannah, Ma- Hannah May writes Third Rock from the Sun. Um, she also writes MacGyver. MacGyver was good. It, I don't think it was anything that he couldn't do or get out of. MacGyver was just, he was just awesome. Uh, Dukes of Hazzard again from Keeter Allen. Uh, great American superhero. You got that. Um, 
and from Andrea Bieber, you got He Man, <laughs> Shira, Jim, and Jane of the Jungle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrea um, says we're not. Oh. We're not Facebook friends. Um, that's not a show. And then Dwayne Campbell, he has My Three Sons, Joyce Paris, Black and White Little Rascals. It just goes on. Little Rascals was too much, as as, as well as uh, Shirley Temple. It just goes on and on and on and lists so many of those uh, shows. I just thought that was really cute. And you know how people post things for other people to participate in, like what's your favorite song, your favorite lyric, your best actor, you know, if you were – to be such and such, who would you pick, and things like that. That was the first that I seen one like that that says, name a TV from back in the days that you missed. And that was from, that post was from Jeffrey Wayne Landis. He put that post on Facebook. If you want to see more of it, you can go to my Facebook at uh, the Lena Jones Diamond Network show and um, and hook up with me or, and read it. Or if you're connected to any of the people that's connected to me, of course you can see it. And also you can see it on the video BL. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I shared that on there, but I'm going to share it on there now. So and I'm going to do that. So we'll be right back with you. Right now we're going to hear another song from I.I.I. from Lardo Lee. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. I'll be right back.
Welcome back to Lena Jones' Diamond Network Show. This is Lena Jones, your host for today. Um, I want to talk about what happened over the weekend. I'm wait- We're waiting for our guest to come in. He called in, and I guess something went wrong, so we're just going to kill a little time. I want to talk about what happened this weekend. I had uh, went to uh, the Marine Corps Ball this weekend, and it was freezing outside. And this unusually cold frost, for Virginia, especially the southern part of Virginia, we don't usually get this type of cold until January sometime. But for some reason, it has been horribly, horribly cold. So um, we went to the ball, and the ball was down at the Marriott. Uh, not the Marriott. Yeah, the Marriott on Main Street in downtown Norfolk. Beautiful area down there. Had such a ball just watching these uh, young Marines. Man, they're, they are so wild when they cut loose. But you know what? They deserve to cut loose because they are under a tremendous amount of stress. Uh, when it comes to doing their job and doing it well, because the military is real gung-ho about that, about doing things and doing it right. So when those guys get a chance to cut loose, man, they cut loose, and it was crazy. I had a fabulous time, and I just want to thank uh, Master Sergeant, um, I forget, (laughs) Connery, for uh, having us as his uh, guest there for the Marine Corps Ball. And if you haven't got a chance to check one out, do check one out. It's the one time where the girls get to dress up as princesses or queens, and uh, the guys get to look dashingly handsome and things like that. My husband wore tux with all his little medals and all that stuff on it, so it was really nice. Um, I enjoyed myself. And I just wanted to put that out there because I I did say that I was shopping for one. But we um, right now I'm going to play a sketch. My guest is here, um, Brian, and um, let's say let's go and say hello to him. Hello, Brian. Hi, Lena. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? It's so good to hear from you. You know, I, what I want to do is to play a skit from one of your movies <laughs> that I got <laughs> before um, we actually get to talk to you. So I want to kind of connect you with your film. So I'm going to play a skit from, um, I think it was uh, C, Plan C. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna, it's a, just a quick little two-minute thing. So, um Hold on while I play the skit so that we could all get to hear you in action, all right? Great. <laughs> okay. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Uh, we, we gotta go. What happened? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Plan B, okay? The morning after pill? What? No. God damn it. You never listen to me. Please go pack your things. We have to leave right now, okay? God, this is so bad. We're shorty. He's gone, Sydney. Please go back your stuff. <gasps> oh my God, it's the cops! I'm so scared. You guys, it's me. I'm fucking dying. Shorty, open the door. Oh my god, suck the bullet out. Suck the fucking 
Please shut up. Ah. No, no one is sucking anything, okay? Nathan, he's bleeding out. What happened? Uh, he shot me. My best friend fucking shot me. I'm gonna die in this stupid fucking apartment. Oh. Hey, hey, he's delirious, okay? Don't listen to him. He's he's going in shock. Um, please go pack your stuff. I'll take care of him. Okay? Okay, okay. What the fuck, dude? I thought we were besties. We ah. were never besties. He went to my nana's party. Fuck your nana. What? Oh my god, it hurts so much worse than the bullet. Shh, shh, shh. Where's your eyes going? What? Wait, I don't know where we're going. Should I pack jackets? Or are we going to the beach? Because then I can bring my sandals that I bought and never wore. This is fucking crazy. Um, honestly, I have enough money in that bag to go wherever you want to go. You don't even have to pack, okay? But we need to leave right now. Fuck you, Nathan! You think you can kill me to get away with this? Fuck the fucking boy! Fuck that boy! That was, uh... Brian Cassidy's skit from Plan C, and he is now live with us. Say hello to the audience, Brian, and tell them a little bit about yourself. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Brian Cassidy. I want to thank Lena for having me on the show. Um, I'm a first time, this is my first interview actually ever, so I want to say thank you. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm from, I'm, honored. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. Yeah, thank you. I'm from uh, Houston, Texas originally. Uh, I've been in California for about uh, four years now. I grew up um, outside of Houston in a little town called Spring. Um, went to Klein High School there, graduated in 2006. Um, moved to California when I was about 23. And uh, enrolled at the Academy of Art where I, I studied acting. And I've been in L.A. now for about, uh, I guess, seven months. It's going pretty well. All right. Sounds good. You've been in quite a few films um, that I see, and you've won some awards. I mean, I don't know whether you won them or the the films won them. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it was, uh, I think you're talking about... Um, a short film I did outside of Houston called His Keeper. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic zombie film. Um, that short won Best Dramatic Short Film. It won the Remy Award in uh, Houston at a film festival there. And that one was, um, let's see, I have it written down. Um, yeah, that was called uh, His Keeper. His Keeper, yeah, that one. It was a zombie. I was trying to figure out whether it's demons or zombies. And then when I saw the guy um, come to life in the eyes, I said, okay, it's a zombie film. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, was that fun, doing a zombie film, um, a horror film? Um. You know, I got to be honest, when I was first approached with this uh, script, I actually, I kind of thought to myself, you know, I don't want to do another zombie film. It kind of seems really corny and played out. Um, But I read the script and I absolutely loved it. So I kind of put the whole zombie idea on the back burner and just committed myself to doing it. And, um, yeah, we shot it in um, the beginning of January of uh, last year. And um, it was very cold outside. A lot of the scenes we did were outside. It was freezing. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, great experience. I'm really happy.
happy that I did it. Yeah, it won uh, the best drama for a shirt uh, for short at the World Fest International. Yes. That's really good. And then you have this one called, uh, that was the first one I saw was Krista, Krisha. Krisha, yeah. And it yeah. looks like about a multiple personality type thing. Yeah, she, um, that's actually a, uh, she kind of is, it's about a woman who shows up at a family function and she's battling alcohol and drug abuse. And the story is just revolves around her and how she deals with each member of her family and she's letting people down. And, um, I was, uh, played her, that woman's nephew in that, uh, short film. And we just actually expanded that into a feature film, which we shot this past summer. Well, we have a, uh, a visitor on the line, someone that wants to ask you a question. Hello, welcome to the Lena Jones Diamond Network show. You're live. Hello? Hello? Hi. Yes, I, I, I'd like to ask Brian what he thinks the most challenging part of acting is. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I recognize that voice. It sounds like my dad. Uh, I appreciate the phone call, Pops. Uh, the most challenging part, um, I I would say it's just the, it's every day you have to wake up and kind of, at least I have to overcome a fear of, of, um, you know, performing and it, it's tough sometimes. Um, a lot of people, um, struggle with that and I'm still in the phases of, you know, getting the confidence and, and, uh, being able to approach everything that I do with, uh, you know, 100% confidence, but it's challenging, definitely. Okay. Well, I have a question. What is uh, official selection? Because I saw a lot of awards for official selections from the different film festivals. So what does that right. mean? Official selection is um, when when a film gets submitted to any film festival anywhere around the world, they usually have a panel of people that, select which short films um, get brought into the festival. So that's all that means. They're they're kind of, it's the official way of them telling you, hey, we, you've been selected by the, our panel to join the uh, film festival. Oh, okay. That's really good. So, Pop, are you proud of your son here? <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud. I know, I know it's a struggle for him, um, you know, because it's, it's difficult financially for him and I know he doesn't get to have the things he he necessarily wants but mm-hmm. but I I'm proud of him that he gives up uh, a lot of creature comforts that he could have by by working a regular job to mm-hmm. to do what he loves. Well, you know, it all pays off in the end and he's made at least six of them that I've seen and he's really good. So it well, pays off in the end. <laughs> Unfortunately, with acting, you don't get it till the back part of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's another another uh, thing is, um, you know, when I first moved out here, I remember my first trip back to Houston. I think it was for like Christmas or something. I think everyone just assumes that if you've been on TV at all, that you make a whole bunch of money, and that's just quite the opposite of how it all works out here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot of time. You have to really dedicate yourself every single day. And, and a lot of the times for background, you know, you're going to be making minimum wage, you know. So mm-hmm. 
But it's it worth is. it. It's so worth it. It is. And when did you decide? You said that you got your mother first introduced you to acting. You started at six, and you just kind of fell in love with it. So when yeah, you were in she, high um, school, go yeah, ahead. yeah, she, uh, we were in the mall, and I and I vaguely, vaguely remember this. We were, uh, I was like eight years old, and she, they were doing this open casting call for a made-for-television movie called A Woman of Independence Means, mm-hmm. and um, she signed us up both for that, and. Um, yeah, and I, I barely remember that, um, the whole sign-up process, but I do remember being on the set and, you know, getting the makeup done. They were putting me in all these, like, uh, period clothes, and I think the show was, like, revolved around the uh, late 1800s. Um, so that was my f- very first experience of any set. Mm-hmm. And that that was at six. I would, yeah, I might have been, I mean, geez, I might have been six. I was going to say mm-hmm. six, seven, or eight. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that I commend you and your parents for continuing to pursue that uh, career in acting. I lived in California for a good part of my life, and I did something like that when it came to my daughter. I, we, She had an agent, and she uh, was actually on one show, and it was called L.A. Fire. She was about uh, nine, eight or nine, and it was called L.A. Fire. It was a pilot that they ended up, uh, they canceled it because it didn't make, I guess, the people. But uh, she had a small role in there as a a double dutch. She was jumping rope, and the guy came through the rope and stuff and things of that sort. And then she was pretty excited about it, so we decided to try and pursue this and so we got an agent um headshots and all that sort of stuff taken and she i was making trips up to la uh, for uh interviews and one of them was for the keenan and cal show at this time that was a real popular show and um she went up for the role and she was competing against I think one of them's cousin or one of them's sisters and and she ended up getting the role not my daughter but it devastated her to the point yeah. where it was stressing her and I, I didn't yeah. I didn't continue to pursue that so how do you what is your outtake about that because you started very young too and I'm quite sure your your mom had to go through several casting calls you know lots of casting calls that you've been on how do you handle that as a young child handle that type of stress what what is it that your mom did to get you to handle it best because with me I just pulled my daughter out I said you know she didn't need this kind of stress right um you know I to be totally honest, that, that first experience that I had was, you know, you, you just signed up. They were taking anybody. So there was no audition process. I had never even thought at that age that I could be on television. I didn't know how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was my one first experience when I was young. And then I didn't do anything acting-wise until, like, you know, a few years ago. So there was a long, long stretch of my childhood where I just played sports and went to school and, you know, acting was always in the back of my mind, but I didn't keep pursuing it after that very first time. Um, this happened later for me. Um, so was that? I, I can answer, answer your question though. Um, I know my my parents aren't out here going to auditions with me, but I, I think the 
you, if you're going to pursue this, you have to be willing to hear no, because you're going to hear no every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've, I've kind of just embraced that, you know, when I hear no now, which it happens very, very frequently. Um, I, you know, I kind of just brush it off and I keep, you know, keep my nose to the grindstone and just look for the next audition. So you pr- picked it up again once you became an adult. I was 23 when I decided to pursue acting again, yeah. Okay. Would you advise parents who are looking to put their kids in acting, things of that sort, what kind of advice would you tell them no because of the stress level that it can bring on a child? Or how would you best tell them to go about this if they're looking to pursue something like this? Um, you know, I, I would say that is it's situational for every family. I was very blessed that I, I had parents that never really told me no. Like if I if I said I wanted to go do something, they wouldn't try and convince me why I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was with anything I did. If I wanted to, you know, I, I went through a little phase where I wanted to produce music, and my dad took me up to a college and we, like, audited a class up there. Or, Dad, I want to be a professional basketball player. Well, let's go shoot some baskets. You know, there was never – I didn't hear, no, you can't do that from my parents. So I think it would just depend on the family. And if you feel like, you know, maybe your child has some talent, you can just start with classes, get – you know, because the earlier you start, obviously, the better. So mm-hmm. I think it's just – um See, I don't have children yet, so I can't really. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't even know how okay. I would handle that. You know, I have no idea. Okay, so let's go ahead on to the future. You at the age you are now, this is an investment, isn't it? Because you have to have headshots, so you got to be yeah. available to go on um, um, interview or casting calls whenever they say that there's available. What right. would you say? Uh, how would a person best go about this starting off? I know they wouldn't quit their day job. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the, the big thing down here is, is there's all these these people that they're doing a bunch of different things. So, you know, you, you meet in, you meet actors everywhere you go, but I'm oh I'm an actor slash bartender or I'm an actor slash car salesman. I mean whatever whatever these people do to supplement themselves. I've survived a lot on just like background work because at, at times it can be so consistent. So, and and I always, you know, it, it might sound stubborn, I guess, but when, when I started this, I didn't pursue acting so I could have a normal desk job. I'd like done that before and I hated it. I hated everything that I did. Um, yeah. So now that I'm doing this, it's, it's, um, it's awesome. It's, it's rewarding in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. And a a lot of people don't exactly fit in with the corporate thing. You know, when when you graduate high school and college and you're told to pursue, you have to make a living for yourself. And you find yourself not exactly fitting in to that uh, regular routine of being a doctor, lawyer, yeah. Technologists or something like that, and they want to pursue other uh, things. They have that type of spirit that wants to act, uh, sing, or do things like that. Would yeah. you say that they need to put aside money and to be able to start their investment in this type of career? 
Um, yeah, it all, I mean, having money before, before you start is always, it will, that will never hurt you at all. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can pay for the better headshots. You can afford the more expensive classes that are, that probably have the better teachers. And, and, um, yeah, so definitely having money is, is, it will always help somebody that doesn't necessarily, you know, you can have all the money in the world. That doesn't mean you're going to land that audition or, that doesn't mean you're going to become the the movie star you'd like to be. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything, but it can give you the resources to help you become better. Okay. Now, what's the difference between uh, animated and cartoon acting? Do you, when you say you're an actor, you fill all those different roles? Um. Well, I I think you mean like a like, is it like character acting or? Yes. I'm thinking of like um, a cartoon or something. Like people, mm-hmm. you people watch like anime, which I've never, mm-hmm. I've never done um, voiceover work for a cartoon. So, okay. um, yeah. Have you done voiceover work? Period. I I have done a little voiceover work for some of the, uh, actually one of the films that I did. We we um, we didn't have any. Um, microphones uh, under our shirts and things to hear us outside so we had to go back in the ADR lab which is the audio lab and it's it's very much like a cartoon you you see yourself up on a screen and then you have to you have to say your lines over again and try and match it up with what your mouth is doing so yeah I I do have a little experience in that as well and we have um, a matter of fact the Beginning on my show, the introduction is from a voiceover actor, uh, the voice of Rod. I don't know if you're hooked up with him on Twitter, but uh, he's his Twitter handle is at the voice of Rod, and he did my intro for me. Really good, oh, excellent voice. Yeah, he's yeah, on uh, yeah. stage thirty-two as well. Are you hooked oh, up? <laughs> uh, I'll, I have to look up his name. I'm not really sure right now. Yeah, it's uh, Roderick Jefferson. I know his Twitter handle is uh, the Voice of Rod. So he was, he's really good. He did a um, a commercial with uh, uh, one of those high places, like Mercedes or one of the two. Oh, nice. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing, but he's yeah, really yeah, good. No. Now, yeah. what's the difference between union and non-union? Oh man, um, this is such a <laughs> it's such a, a, a difficult subject out here because everyone has a different perception of what that actually means. And I, to be totally honest, I know a few of their similarities and dissimilarities, but I don't know everything about uh, union and non-union. Um, what I do know is is that if you are a union member, um, you you first of all you pay to join the union. And then you're a member for for life. But I think it's right now it's like $3,100 to become a union what? member. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, it does get um, a lot better pay-wise. Your pay increases by 100%, uh, even on the regular small background jobs. Um, you get health benefits. So you, they dump, I think they even dump into like some a savings thing for you. But there there are definitely advantages to being union. Um but also, once you once you're union, you're you have, you're going up against the top competition in LA because um, all the big actors and and the rising stars they're all union members. Um, I would say for non-union, you know, the pay is 
you know, pay is not as great. Obviously, you don't get health benefits, but there's so much more non-union work right now because of the economy. Oh, okay. So and another, and another because... thing is once you're union, you can't you can't do non-union work. I know some people out there cheat and they do it, but you know there's really great repercussions for that if you get caught. So really, um, I think if you're if you're starting out, don't chase SAG right away. There's there's almost no point. There's there's no point. It, it this stuff takes time, and when it happens, it'll happen, and mm-hmm. it'll you know that's just the natural process of being out here. But I I mean I've had no problem doing non-union non-union gigs because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. So the work is more plentiful with a non-union job. Once you become union, you're selective pretty much, right? Very much so, yeah. yeah. But why are the dues so expensive? What else do they do besides connect, collect the uh, dues? Where does that well, money yeah, go to? Like- yeah, so it's just like it's any other union, just like for any other job out there in the in the country. So when when you're part of a union, you're protected. So if I was to show up on set and I was a union member, and let's say I I thought the set the set was unsafe, there's like broken glass everywhere, or or whatever whatever I thought was unsafe, you can call SAG and they will like come down there and kind of like protect you or like kind of fight for you against the production. Okay. So it does have its benefits when you are ready to pay that amount of money. But starting off, you can get plenty of work doing non-union. Absolutely, absolutely. Are they more willing to look at you because union is on your resume or not? Um, Yes, that's another, you know, that's another... um, positive thing about being union is if you're a union actor you you're just almost assumed that you've you've done a lot of work so um yeah if 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 i'm a non-union person auditioning for the same role as a a union guy you know i would imagine just based off the guy's resume they'd probably lean towards him first okay okay you never know know. (laughs) yeah it sounds like that non-union is the way to go when you're first starting out you know, some oh, people absolutely. would like to dive in full full force and go and join the SAG and all this sort of stuff. And then when you find out yeah. you really don't have any work or any experience behind you, you look at it as money being thrown out the window. I yeah, think exactly. the best way to build your resume is through uh, non-union films. Yeah, absolutely. That is that's a that's a good piece of advice. Yeah, okay. yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> what about an agent? Do you need an agent? Um, you know, just my opinion. I I've I've been in LA now for seven months, and I actually just signed with the management company um, a few days ago. So, I have I have also taken my time with that. I started out with one like very quickly, and I was getting a lot of auditions for Vampire Diaries. Um, and I was—I remember being really excited because it was my first agent. I—I I never met her. We didn't talk too often. Just only when you know she had an audition for me. Um, but again, I—in my opinion, you can also do that too fast. I think you can start off, and you can do a lot of little things on your own. You don't need anybody at first. Okay. Um, but once once your resume starts building, and you have to start you know deleting things from your resume because it's too long. And you're getting more work. You, you, it is a necessity to have someone in your corner, kind of working with you. So, what does an agent do? Hey, well, agents are, you know, they 
um, you know, they're kind of, they definitely get you the auditions. You're, their job is to, you know, help use their connections to drive your career forward. And, you know, let's be honest, the more money I make, the more money my agent makes. So, okay. you know, they will work if they believe in your talent enough to put you in the room with producers and, and casting directors and, and try and get you that one role that will, you know, hopefully change your life. And they usually get a 7% or 15 well, it 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 depends. It depends. Um, everyone is different. Um, some are fifteen. Some are all the way down to six or four. Or you know, it it all kind of depends. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, do you you have an agent? You said you just recently signed up with an agent, right? I do. Yeah, she's kind of acting as my manager and agent right now. They're they're a, a boutique company. They're small. They keep a small amount of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'm I'm very happy with her. We talk on a semi daily basis, and um, she just put me on my first um, uh, principal role on a TV show called Murder Book that I just finished this past week. So and that was like you know five days on set. So I was really happy about that. That sounds good. It sounds like you're yeah. moving on. Yeah, it sounds so. like you're moving. You have a good resume. I I, I enjoy watching each of your short films. On your well, website. Thank you, um, thank you very I much. I did. Tr- <laughs> I did try to find one on YouTube, but I, I couldn't find it. I, I copied the um, Plant C. I couldn't find it on YouTube. Oh yeah, even that's after set. copying the link. Yeah, that's kind of set on a private um, a private YouTube account. Oh. So I can't even I can't even access it on YouTube. I have to like go to the direct link every time. Okay. So are you wondering how I got a skit? <laughs> well, I know it's on my website, so if you got it from there, I would imagine that's <laughs> yeah, how Yeah, I did. That's where I yeah. got it from. <laughs> trying yeah. to, hey, you got to be resourceful sometimes. I get it. Yeah, I'm trying to act like I'm some secret agent, got some type of secret hookup. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So what Good. about uh, the accent in when you have to play different roles that require accent. Do you have any accents that you can say very well? And can you um, give me a sample? <laughs> I, you know, I I haven't so far yet, I have not had to use um, an accent. I haven't been cast as a character that um, has any sort of difficult accent. Um, that is something that I hope to do down the line for sure. I mean, the only thing I could I could probably feel so comfortable with is, you know, talk like I'm from the South, you know? Like, this is, I can do this. I can do this all day. But uh, that, but that's, I'm from, you know, I'm from Texas, so I was around that, all, you know, every day. Uh-huh. Um, but any other accent would be, you know, it would take some work. So is that one of the things they teach you in acting school, how to do different languages? Um, no, not right away. They they when you first start, it's pretty basic stuff. It's not they won't really dive into um, dialects and they, they'll work on like um, your speech and things like that. But they won't really go after your um, you know different type of accents. They they kind of they educate you on where accents are from. You know, like what, mm-hmm. if I go to the, this part of the country, I'm going to hear this accent type of thing. Okay. So how much is an average cost for an acting school? Can you I don't think it's something you can take online. I don't I think that's has no. to be more hands on. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do it online. Um, you know, I um, the where the school that I went to in San Francisco turned out to be very expensive. I think it was like fifteen thousand dollars for one semester. Wow. Um, and I kind of in that short time, I had um, kind of realized that you don't really you don't ever need to pay that much money to learn how to act. I don't think you you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a really good school. I learned so much there, but ultimately I think at the end of that first little semester, I kind of just decided that I didn't want to rack up a whole bunch of student loans just, just to try and be, you know, try and pursue a career that I may not even do the rest of my life. Wow. So can you, does financial aid pay for classes like that? No, no. I mean, you can apply for loans, obviously, just like any other college. But um, I think I got a grant. I got, like, one grant, but it definitely didn't cover the entire cost of that, no. Okay, okay. What's a uh, typical day? I think we have another caller on the line. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is there anyone there? Did they hang up? I don't know. It, it, it's not showing that they hung up, but uh, I'm no. going to go ahead and put them back on hold and see if they okay. come back. Oh, <laughs> hello, Brandy. Brandy, are you there? Oh, she dropped. I just... She dropped. Yeah, she dropped off. Maybe she'll okay. call back. Brandy, I was looking for you. So, you know, feel free to call back while we still have Mr. Brian Cassidy on the line. So tell me, what's a um, give us an idea of a typical day for you on an acting job? Um, when I'm on a set? Yes. Uh, it's usually very early. I wake up extreme, and depending on, you know, I have to drive a lot of different locations, so... I've uh I know I know when I did Fast and Furious Seven I was driving like an hour and a half every morning and I was waking up at like four AM just so I could get there at my, you know, six thirty AM call time. Uh so it's long. It's 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 very strenuous sometimes physically, just like waking up so early and spending all that time out in the sun or wherever the set is. Um it's always different though, which is another thing that I love about it. Hmm. So it's you know, it's long hours, it's you're waking up early you're uh, another thing. They give you so many snacks during the day, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's always food. There's always little snacks around. I always find myself like, you know, put down the pretzels blind. You know, you see that on um, on the movies when they show acting sets. And they show all this food and stuff. So it really is like that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they make sure you're well fed. Yeah, they're keeping candy around, and it it never seems to end. <laughs> okay. What kind of um, resources, online resources, would you uh, can you advise for uh, aspiring acting talents? Um, you know, that's the one great thing about right now today in this entertainment industry is there is so much you can do and access on the Internet. And I have had a lot of my success has been through online networking, you know, much how you and I have, have come to know each other. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I would say it's, it's, you know, it's stage 32, it's LA casting, SF casting, if you can, um, frontier casting, look up all the, all the things, all the websites online that you can build a portfolio and, and submit yourself for roles. Cause those, that's how you're going to get your work. That's That's good advice. Online is good for every type of business. <laughs> Yeah, to absolutely. make those connections and things of that sort. And yeah, exactly. any other type of advice you want to put out there for people looking to get into acting? Um, yeah, just you know, if you're gonna, if you want to try it, try it out. But you know, you're gonna hear no a lot, a whole bunch. And you mm-hmm. know, if you really, really want to do it, this doesn't happen overnight, as it it didn't for. All the famous people you see now on television, it, it probably didn't happen overnight for them either. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just always put your best foot forward and wake up early and be on time and, and, and be easy to work with. Is That's probably the number one thing I hear from producers is just be easy to work with because everybody talks. Everybody okay. talks. So it's a small-knit community. So if you didn't like what happened and went back and told somebody, the word could very easily get around about you. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. If I mean, if you're constantly late, or you know, you don't show up to an even if even if you don't show up to an audition, that's kind of a slap in the face to them because they've set out the time for you to show up and they expect you. So, it, it is very important to always know that you're you're representing yourself all twenty four seven. That's good, and and that's people should remember that in everything they do, especially when it comes to anything involving being online, because that's one of the <laughs> the biggest ways to get people in trouble is through their Facebook and their social network accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't had any uh, run-ins yet, thank God. So <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good on Twitter. Talking. I'm doing okay on Twitter. Yeah, and your pictures are really nice. You know, oh, it's almost like much. two different people in your pictures because I saw the headshot with the grunge look thing going on. That was nice. And then yeah. um the the other one where you had the full full mustache and goatee. Yeah, and then the one of you standing and you're you're turning your head to the side looks like a completely different person. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's another thing with these pictures. You always, you know, try and get as many different looks as you can. And I'm still not done. I'm gonna need more pictures here again pretty soon. So it's it's always you you just always have to sh- each picture each picture should you know show a different side of you. Is is it good to find a photographer that can work with you and put you on some type of payment plan, especially when you need so many pictures? Well, and, and here's another thing, the, another great thing that I'll, I'll say about networking is uh, none of the pictures that I have that you're probably seeing right now, I've paid a dime for. I haven't. So wow. these were all through, um, you know, a, a friend of mine in high school, um, took some of those black and white pictures and then that, that picture of me in the yellow shirt sitting down at the desk with the typewriter in front of me. Yeah. Um, and she is a wildly successful photographer in Austin now. So um, I, I was lucky to know her. Um, the, the other way I would say there's, there's photographers out here trying to make it just like every other artist. So a photographer might post something online that said, hey, I need to take pictures of somebody. I can't pay you for it, but I'll give you the pictures in return if you, if you give me your time. Okay. 
So if you can find someone that's just starting out that has a lot of talent, and you can see it in their website and in their pictures and uh, who they select as their model, that's a great way to get great headshots and for free. Mm-hmm. And that's right. There are a lot of uh, photographers, especially on social networking, no matter oh, yeah. which social network I join, tons of photographers that you can yeah. uh, connect with that's waiting mm-hmm. to either make a connection, some of them big time, some of them just starting out. And if you can find right. a good one that's just starting out with you, you got it made right there. Yeah, <laughs> you get your picture taken for little or nothing. So yeah. Yeah. I just want to run down some of the... Uh, Films that's on your website, and the website address is uh, com. And he has, uh, we talked about that first one, the zombie one, which yeah. was, uh, what was the name of that? I'm looking on my notes. <laughs> that's, uh, it's called His Keeper. His Keeper. It was His Keeper. That's a horror uh, zombie film. And the first one that you'll see is Krisha, and he talked about that one. That one's won several different awards, uh, uh, Cinemography, uh, yes. the SXSW Film Festival, Holly Shore for Narrative, um, official selection of the Nashville Film Festival, official selection from Rooftop Film Festival in New York, official mm-hmm. selection from Seattle International Film Festival. You're doing really good. <laughs> oh, thank you very and, much. Uh, I, yeah, that, that film's on a roll. I'm really, really proud of that one. It is. It is. That one has got a whole bunch. And you also yeah. have Bear which okay. I watched a little bit of that. And uh, that one uh, official film festival. And uh, then you have Roomies, uh, Brody. And then again, there was Plan C. And that's a little skit that I uh, played yeah. earlier for the people to listen to. And uh, you've uh, moving on. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> and uh, I hope uh, everyone goes to that website, because if you go to his website, you can click on each one of those films, and you see a short film of his yeah. acting. And he's, he's, he's really good. He's really good. And I, I wanted to get uh, a skit of some of the um, more popular ones like the uh, He's His Keeper or Kisha, but because we're radio, there's no visual. <laughs> so I yeah, had to yeah, go with good. one that was uh, more audio than uh, yeah, yeah. more talking than the music. <laughs> yeah. Because the music sounds dramatic, but uh, and then the talking comes in. So that's why I pick uh, Plan C, and that seems no, like yeah, it's no, yeah, no, I love Plan C. So that's really, I, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I love that one. That was kind of a comedy too, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's that's kind of what we intended. And and the guy who um, who wrote this, I I kind of helped come up with ideas for for this. Um, and, but that was that was so fun to shoot because it is a very serious situation, but we kind of turned it into a, a comedy. 
It did. It did. It sounded like it's a lot of going on. So where can, because on YouTube, you just see skits of these, um, yeah. I mean, where can we go to actually see the whole movie? If we well, yeah, so some of those are just meant to be short films, and they'll never be anything more than that. The ones okay. that are up there that have um, just the previews, mm-hmm. um, that means that it's kind of the short film is still in the festival circuit, and legally I'm not really allowed to release something okay. that is in a contest somewhere. Okay. So in due time, are, eventually I'll be able to, yeah, yeah. How would you be able to find them? Well, I would eventually, when in um, you know down the line, I'll be able to put these up on the website, uh, the full versions, and uh, people will be able to see them that way. But you know, as I continue to do things, I'll keep putting things on my website, and and um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And these are are these indie film producers? Yes, they are. Yeah, all of those are are independent, independently done. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. I had a couple of um, indie film producers on here on the show. I've had about two or three of them, but they all are in another country. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think any of them was here in the U.S. because all of them yeah. had to Skype in pretty much. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And Skype is not the easiest way <laughs> to call in sometimes. Sometimes yeah, that's it works. Yeah, yeah. Like we're on Skype now. I'm on Skype, and okay. so far it's been pretty good today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy. we haven't had any problems. Yeah, I was here able to hear you clearly, even though I have an echo, but that's on my own uh, equipment. I'm not too good with handling the audio and stuff. Eventually, I'll get somebody to handle all that for me because it is a headache. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, well, Brian, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I appreciate you coming out and talking with us today and giving us your advice and things of that sort. And uh, uh, now, how do I get an autographed picture of you? Oh man, uh, I haven't had to do that yet. You haven't? <laughs> um, well, I don't even I'm know. Honestly, be... I don't even know. I don't know how I I would have to just like mail it. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I can I don't give you my information way. to mail it. But if you okay. decide that you want to do something like that, you can send me as many as you want with your oh, autograph right. on it, and I will use them as giveaways. <laughs> okay, I will definitely send you some of those. I have no problem. Okay. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you say goodbye and let people know how they can contact you and, and just in case it's someone listening that's looking for an actor, because you do commercials too, right? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll do everything. I'll do anything. <laughs> and you're out in uh, California. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, okay. So go ahead and give your... Uh, your plug for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, Lena, again, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I can be reached via my website at briancashley.com. There's a contact page at the the last tab of the web- website of the contact page. 
Um, send me anything you guys like, uh, and thanks for listening. Okay, that was short and sweet. I want you to stay on, Brian, while I give you that information. Right now, okay. we're going to go to Steve Hester, Nothing But the Blues. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show, and I'll be right back.
Today, you can call me at 347-237-4697. And when you call up, you will hear Sweetie Pie. Sweetie Pie will answer the phone, and her job is to screen the calls to make sure we don't have any prank callers calling in. So if you call in, please be patient. Sweetie Pie will get to you, and then once everything is cool, you can be right here online live with me. Once again, this is Lena Jones, your host, and I just want to make a small announcement. I will be live on the BTS show. That's the Brian T. Shirley. He is the host of his own radio show, BTS show on Connectic High Five. That plays music and talk. I'll be there on November 19th at 430 Tune in. Make sure you tune in. I'm going to have a link to that, and I'm pretty sure Brian will send out a link to that, too. Right now, we're going to go into one of his skits and listen to some of the comedy of Brian T. Shirley. You know, I know a lot of comedians talk about divorce in their act, and I want to tell you that I I hit it from a different angle. I don't talk about it from the man or the woman's point of view. I talk about it from the child's point of view. Because I think divorce is very confusing to children. My mom used to say, son, why can't you be more like your father? I said, all right, I'm leaving. Grocery store with your woman after 52 years of close marriage service. Okay. 
He's adapted. But he's still going with her. His ass has adapted. He does not go to the grocery store with her stupidly. No guys make that mistake. They go to the grocery store with a woman. They go, let's take a 12 pack of beer, macaroni and cheese. All right, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> this man is a veteran. He understands when you go to the grocery store with a woman, you're going down every aisle in that grocery store. You don't have a dog, you don't have a dog. But you're going down that damn dog. You're like, oh, you're you're like, all right, I know there's another little scissor. Flashlights down there. I don't need one, but hell, I know they're there now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching this going, son of a bitch. 
Great guy, man. Fantastic stories. But once again, I, I'm the end. I'm the last guy on the show. And they're looking at me, and you know, the host is like, well, you know, you were in the service too, weren't you, Brian? I'm just coughing, kind of, yeah, coming, coming, medium books. He said, I said, look, okay, I was in the service, I was in the Air Force. Um, I found out the best place to sleep on a B-1 bomber is where the wing comes into the body. And then, right, that's how they looked at me, too. They were like, you asshole. So I'm sweating, right? And he said, Brian, seriously, did you see any action when you were in? I said, I, should, I said, this. I sure did. Me and a bunch of buddies of mine were outnumbered and surrounded by these drunk women in a bar in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> said, Dan, you take the big one. I said, I'll get two of them. I've got training. <laughs> Because this is a half hour special to make one pin disappear. That was the only trick. 
I didn't have a warm up act. I'm going to do it for y'all tonight. Now, I'll take my deck. Just so you don't think I'm BS, I'm Lena Jones 
DiamondNetworkShow.com. And I know that's long. If you want to send a shorter version, <laughs> send me an email at ljdnshowshow at gmail.com. If you want to have your music heard, send your music inquiries to dom diamond.safehouse at gmail.com. That's diamond.safehouse at gmail.com. We got some good stuff coming up for the New Year's. We got some new music coming in, new music artists, uh, along with the same ones that I do promote. We have some new ones coming in. I'm looking into uh, Reverb Nation to get some New artists uh, off of there. Of course, I always put in a request for new artists, and sometimes I contact new artists, but not all the time people contact me back. They don't want the promotion. They don't want me using their music, so that's understandable. I just keep it moving just like everything else in life. You remember that. Keep it moving. Even though someone tells you no, you just shake it off and keep it moving. Because if you dwell on it, you won't get anything done. You won't get anything accomplished. If I dwell on negativity, I wouldn't be on this show here. And I keep this show going regardless. Uh, People, you know, look at the followers. You have to look at the listeners, guys. You got to look at the listeners. And there are listeners that are listening to this show. Believe me, you'd be surprised. (laughs) So I just wanted to put that information out there. And you can also get in contact with me on Facebook at LJDN Show or Facebook at Lena.VBL. The new website will be launching the beginning of the year, new music coming in, a new set of guests coming in. I'm really, really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to next Monday's show. And, of course, you know it's the last Monday of the month, and the last Monday of the month is when I do the Diamond Forum. Well, Monday I have a treat for you. I'm going to be doing the Diamond Forum show with a co-host, Jacqueline Rainey. Most of you guys know her as At Blue Harmony. That's right. She's so fun. She's going to come on this show with me next Monday, and we are going to co-host together my first holiday show. I won't be having a Christmas show, so this is my holiday show. And if you're listening in, Come back and join us next week because we're going to be talking about family traditions and recipes and tell us what your family does. You know, people are always looking for new ideas for the holiday season. I know I do. I have this uh, Christmas get-together every year right around the second week about in December, and I'm always looking for interesting things to do because it's usually a game night. It's just a real casual type kickback night that you just get together with friends and family. You play some games, and you just have fun. So um, that's what I do, and hey, if I could kick around some new ideas there, that's fine. So if you have some new ideas, share them. Call in and share them. We'll be having some people call in, some guests, some um, 
musicians that's calling in and saying, wishing everybody a happy holiday, sharing recipes and or what they do during the holiday season. So it's going to be fun. So check us out next Monday. Come on in and join the the show next Monday. And if you have noticed, I have a sniffle. I have a cold. I think I caught the flu uh, Saturday night because you you're out dancing and then you go out in the cold and it was freezing Saturday. So <laughs> so if you hear me sniffling, I'm trying not to do this and show us on on air, but it happens that way. Uh, can't control something, but at least I'm not in, out in public spreading my germs. I'm here in my studio, and nobody has my germs <laughs> but me. We're going to continue on with the music, and right now we're going to go to Change Man with Lard Laird Ollie. He was on the show, and he he did tell me how to pronounce his name correctly, and I keep messing it up each time. So I hope and I got it right. Lair Ollie in Changed Man. Go ahead, sweetie pie. <laughs>
Jones, Lauren Lee, and before that, we heard Norma Jean Angel and Sunday Brunch and Steve Hester and Nothing But the Blues. Then we heard I.I.I. from Lauren Lee as the show began. This is Lena Jones here on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show, and I just want to let you know that I'm always checking my social networks, whether it be Facebook or Twitter, and I look for interesting things to talk about uh, on the show. And one of them, like today, I had Jeffrey Wayne Landis, who had one of your favorite uh, old school shows that um, we talked about here on the line. And I usually let you know. I'll go ahead and put in a post and let you know I'm going to mention your your post online, um, I mean, live <laughs> on the radio. So if you have any interesting posts and put them up there, don't be surprised if you um, if you see me saying I'm going to talk about it on my show. I think that was such a an awesome post about the old school back in the day show. So that was uh, really really good. But we're going to keep on with the music. We have a few more minutes to go, and let's see. We're going to keep on with the music. And I did want to talk about that uh, homeless situation out in Florida, the man who got arrested for feeding the homeless people. Isn't that a shame? I mean, they gave him a place to cook and prepare food, but I just really think that one of the things about being uh, human is that we have a, a natural giving spirit some of us don't practice it. Some of us have it hidden away somewhere that you don't know where it's at. But um, one of the things that we do display is compassion. That's for compassion for people that are less fortunate than ourselves. And I think that that's a shame that you can't feed someone who you see in the streets without having a professional place to sit them down and eat it. It's not like you want to open your homes. And I know some of us would open our homes for um, people who are hungry and out in the streets. But to be honest, not everybody out in the street needs to be out in the street. And some of them out there don't have your intentions, uh, um, good intentions in mind. So you don't want to open up your door and let them in, but you can feed them. My mama always taught me if you don't give them nothing else, you give them some food. And I'm a big, firm believer on feeding people that uh, that are hungry. Um, my kids, friends, they know if nothing else, they can get some food <laughs> when they come here. I'm a big at uh, feeding people. And I just think that that's a shame. And look at the man. He's he's 80 years old. He's not doing any harm, but laws are the laws. And I don't know if they're going to come out with a new law or ask people to petition. But if you get an email or something about ways to help out this um, this old man, he's a chef and the food is good. I used to volunteer in a at a Catholic church where you feed the homeless and people would bring food and they would make food right there in their kitchen. 
and uh, those people got fed very well, very well. So, and he's another one that's putting out good food. It's not so much that you put out the food, but you put out something that you would eat. Don't feed anybody something that you wouldn't eat yourself. That's not that's not putting any marks for you in the book of life. <laughs> you gotta put good stuff out there. This is um, Lena Jones, and we are gonna go ahead and listen to some Steve Hester with 14 Days. Go ahead, sweetie pie, take it away. <laughs> Where you been? 
That was Steve Hester, 14 Days. Steve Hester will be doing his thing in 2014, so look out for him. He's on a roll. Him and his band are busy, busy, busy. You can find out about Steve Hester from his Facebook page. If you're not hooked up, go ahead and hook up with him on Facebook. Click on the Events tab, and you'll see all types of uh, shows that they have up and coming. And... uh, we have, we're playing music off of, at least 14 Days was off of his uh, Live at Juanita CD that he had uh, sent us some of them. Matter of fact, I need some more. I was trying to, I think I sent him an email requesting that he send me some more uh, CDs. Well, we have a few minutes. I apologize. I have this horrible, horrible cold and it's really getting to me, and I'm trying to control my sniffing online, but uh, it doesn't seem to be be working out too good. I just want to give some shots out. I'm in here looking at my um, Twitter. I'm on my phone, and I'm scrolling through, and I just want to give some shots out to some of my followers because they are so loyal on uh, both uh, Lena Jones' Uh, Diamond Network show And especially on video BL I want to give a shout out to Miss Boss Diva Mario, Norma Jean Abolish uh, Unity Zara Lee um, Hot Bod (laughs) TFB Cats And Moral 59 K-A-R-P You have listened to the Lena Jones Diamond Network show show today. Thank you for joining in and I thank you for your support. I ask that you continue to support the show and I will continue to support you. Let's hook up on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Google Plus, um, wherever you want to hook up at. (laughs) I'm all over. I'm viral. I'm electric. I'm even on YouTube. Hashtag me at Diamond Network, Diamond and Diamond City. Thank you for listening. Have a safe night.